Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hi, everybody. This is Lori H. Schwartz, your Tech Cat, and we are here for another exciting Tech Cat show to talk to another Trendmeister. And today's Trendmeister is Guy Shalom, and Guy is a very well-known, award-winning director and writer who has done a number of projects, and we're going to get into all of the fabulous things that Guy is up to. But what's most exciting is Guy is really taking storytelling to the next level, and he's leveraging the latest consumer behaviors and the latest technology platforms to create new formats in storytelling. And we're always hearing about this happened on Snapchat or that happened on Facebook Live. But in the end, whatever content we're consuming, there has to be a good story behind it. And Guy is someone that, as an entrepreneur and as an artist, has always been exploring and experimenting with both consumer behaviors and new technology platforms. So let's have a big Tech Hat welcome for Guy Shalom, everybody. Yay! Hi. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> now, the audience went, went wild for you. So let me just give a little went bit more. Crazy. Yeah, they went crazy. Well, let me give a little bit of a background on you just to sort of set the stage. So you are an Israeli-born, award-winning mm-hmm. TV commercial and, and music video director, and you're in L.A. now, and you're also a gingy, which you know is my favorite thing to talk about you. And, <laughs> ginger, and yes. You're that's, a ginger. That's what, call, that's what they used to call me as a teenager in Israel. They so called right. you gingy. And um, gingy, we yeah. have, we have you, you've done work for a lot of major networks, VH1, ABC, NBC. You've done reality programming. And sort of your claim to fame in the last few years um, was a feature documentary you did. It was like a short film called Ronnie and I. So why don't we start by having you tell us about that? Because that sort of sets the stage for your artistry in exploring these new storytelling platforms. Yeah, sure. Um, so Ronnie and I came out of, I, I was actually leaving uh, a show I directed for NBC uh, called Betty White Off the Rockers. And um, it was kind of an urge in me to take myself back to film school. And and I thought, well, what, what better way? I remember seeing an ad for uh, iPhone 5 coming out and the, the extraordinary video quality of that phone uh, for the time. And, um, and, and I thought, well, it would be interesting. What, what if somebody told an entire narrative, an entire story using the iPhone alone? No crew, no boom, no, just, just, just an iPhone and the actors and the director, writer, producer. And, um, and it was actually an interesting, it was an interesting challenge because I, I sat down with a bunch of accomplished filmmakers, including Brian Singer, at the time and pitched him this idea and they said, there's no way, no way you're going to create something that is more than five minutes long or two minutes long and is compelling using only your iPhone without at least a sound guy with you or, you know, a script supervisor or, 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 you know, professional actors. So I, um, took on the challenge and we came back with a 20 minute short a few weeks later. We, we shot it in, in one day. Um, and, and kind of, Approached it from a perspective of what 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 will be the new narrative, the new style of storytelling. What would, you know, if 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 somebody had to tell a story just from their perspective, from their point of view, what would that story feel like or sound like? Or and um, and the movie turned out to be a 
quite popular. We screened it. Uh, Brian, of course, put his name on it. Jane Lynch put her name on it. And we uh, ended up going to Cannes Film Festival with it and kind of winning awards in various different festivals around the world. Then it, it went viral for a while. Um, it still has a life of its own on YouTube and, and Vimeo. Uh, you know, every every once in a while, somebody, a fan sends me and then note that it's it's been ripped and published on a different site and uh, got a few hundred thousand views and everybody's commenting how much they like it and it's a it's a very it was a very interesting experiment that I personally didn't think he's gonna you know I, I set my goal to make a ten minute movie and it ended up being twenty that was very compelling so um, so yeah uh, I'm I'm proud of it great well so and it still continues to get great social activation right it almost has this like ongoing fan activation happening yeah it seems that like it's it's gaining popularity it, it's more it's viewed now more than it was um you know the year it came out so um it, it, it almost like the the visual vocabulary of the movie is more relevant now than when it came out in 2013 well, that's a great point to make. And when you talk about the the visual vocabulary, are you talking about the fact that you have made the screen go from portfolio to landscape? And, um, you know, that's kind of how you're, I mean, I'm sorry, opposite that, landscape to portfolio. <laughs> you're actually using... Uh, to to por- portrait? You mean for portraits to yeah, portrait. landscape? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, uh, you know, I, I did a, a, a different film recently called Live that we shot vertically, and that's still in post-production. We are uh, experimenting with telling a story, you know, in a different format. Um, from, you know, so that's that's different. Ronnie and I was shot horizontally, so it, it is it's just, I think what's unique about Ronnie and I is that it's, um, you see the perspective of the storyteller from uh, like it's as if the lead actor or the, the the protagonist is telling the story while filming himself. So there's a lot got of it, cheating involved in how to create that kind of narrative that is unique and right. different. Right, right, right. I was skipping ahead to what I know is the kind of work that you're doing now, which is experimenting with the frame and the direction that it is, which is. Um, I think really, really exciting in a lot of ways. But so here's a great example. Not only are you experimenting with the framing of the video, but you're also experimenting with, you know, how the story is told, you know, whether the proscenium is broken, you know, how it gets communicated and how people um, engage with the content, you know, in itself, you know, the social activations that happen because of that. Do Do you think that, you know, is it just because millennials are so social and they're so used to sharing things and the generation coming up that that's what's opening the door to, to all of this kind of engagement with video? You know, I think, I think that the, the, I, I always point out to the, um, uh, the, the emergence of reality shows 20 years ago. I remember being a young editor, uh, working on shows like the real world and the, at the time, nobody thought that it's going to revolutionize television. They thought it's a fluke. They thought that the real world is just going to be one, a one-hit wonder, and that, uh, that 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 type of uber realism on TV is not going to compete with expensive, glossy, and well-polished, you know, scripted television. 
Um, the reason, in my opinion, that reality shows took over TV eventually was not because they were necessarily better or worse. I think it's because they were um, an answer to video cameras becoming prevalent. Everybody at their home were able to shoot their kids on VHS cameras. So all of a sudden, we got used to that look. We got used to that feel. So we wanted to watch things that felt more realistic, quote unquote. So we got used to that visual vocabulary. So all of a sudden, Real Housewives was more interesting to watch, even if it wasn't as good of a storytelling as Desperate Housewives that was shot and, and, and written traditionally. Right, so right, right. You had this movement from, from what this style to that style because it was the, the style of the time. It was the re- it became relevant. It was part of the look and the feel of what people were craving. Same thing now. My feeling is we are um, the phone and Snapchat and Instagram and the, the what, what kids are doing on the, the these various different platforms is introducing a new visual vocabulary, a new style of storytelling that we are yet to fully, you know, grasp or, or grasp the potential of. You know, I, I remember going to see recently, um, maybe a year ago, see the new Spider-Man movie, and it started with the first five minutes were him snapping his life. And I thought that was really interesting because it was almost like one of the most compelling moments in the, in the entire movie because it felt very real. That, that right, it's, it's, it was... Emulating um, current current behaviors. Um, well, we're going to need to take a break, but when I come back, I want to talk about some of the other behaviors and formats that you're experimenting um, on mobile devices. Um, some of the tapping stuff that that you've been exploring and things like that. So we're going to be back um, in a moment with Guy Shalom, who is a well known and international <laughs> director, editor, and writer. Um, exploring new forms of storytelling, new video formats, um, and all opening the door to a host of uh, potential opportunities for content creators. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back with Guy Shalom talking about the, the sort of future of storytelling in many ways, but new storytelling formats, and as an award-winning content creator himself, Guy has been at the forefront of um, exploring technology and consumer behaviors with content. And so, Guy, can you tell us a little bit about some of the things you're working on now? I know a lot of it is, is about um, mobile content and again, about that screen format that we were talking about, um, because you're really creating content for a, for a modern generation. So maybe you could tell us about some of the stuff you're looking at now. Yeah, sure. I know. I think what we forgot to say the first time was uh, Ronnie. I I think according to a, a bunch of researchers, hands of mine were the first iPhone film to be to get into Cannes um, back in 2013. I think that was. Oh, that's so exciting. And, uh, yeah. And where where can where can um, the audience, by the way, check out Ronnie it, it, and me it, it, it if they've viral, never? So every, they, yeah, they can Google it and watch okay. it anywhere. The great, Rocky with great, a Y great. and I, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, since then we, you know, I've gone back to directing a couple of pilots, and then um, went uh, engaged a year ago in shooting a movie that was shot vertically, and uh, also have been in conversations with. Uh, uh, you know, various different uh, players in this world from um, AT&T to Warner Brothers about um, in- engaging in what essentially Katzenberg is, is also trying to do, get into the mobile-first um, content, you know, ambitious endeavor. And I think, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of really interesting opportunities, um, you know, coming up in the next uh, couple of years because um, there's clearly a shift in how much content kids consume on mobile versus on their laptop even. Right, and And is the the content shorter, um, and are they, like, sending it back and forth? Like, what are some of the, you know, trends that are happening because of that? I think well I think so for for example there's the the the, the uh, arrival of chat fiction which is really interesting it's a small companies that are now evaluated at a lot of money but they started with this idea of just um telling stories in, in a fictional chat uh format which means the story comes to you instead of you reading a book it comes to you in the form of text text you read a conversation basically between two people and it's fictional it's scripted um so that alone shows you that there's a desire to explore storytelling, and the fact that it's popular shows you that there's a desire to, to, to explore storytelling that is in this new ecosystem. Like, why would you not read it in the book? Why would you want to see it as text coming on your screen? Because it's familiar, because it's interesting. So my thinking is, why would storytelling not develop into polished premium content that looks and feels like an Instagram story. Right, but right, I think right. For that, for, that, for that to happen, you need to combine two elements. You need to have uh, either an app 
or studios and or to working together to develop the content to feel like Ronnie and I was not an easy feat to tell uh, a story that was that elaborate in this new format. It wasn't much like the real world doesn't mean that, you know, it's just, just if you grab six interesting people and run, run around behind them with a camera, doesn't mean you're going to have a, an interesting reality show that runs uh, for 25 years. It, 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 you still need professional storytellers and producers to polish, to tell a story that is, you know, elaborate, that, that is, complex that is more ambitious than the kind of stuff you already see on Instagram. So it's, a, it's almost like a merger between what the consumer is already doing and professional storytelling that I think is going to be the next phase of this new uh, frontier. Um, so what do content creators have to do to prepare for this? I mean, I know you are actively looking at this to tell stories in this format, but we'll Will every content creator need to consider all of this? I think I think that uh, uh, you know ultimately it's going to be um, collaboration between professional storytellers and 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 TV producers and uh, and young filmmakers who are creating content. They're, well, they're creating content on their own already. That they, they're not. They're not, they're not looking for our notes or ideas. They're creating their own kind of things and they're putting it online and, and, and they're getting some traction. That, that's already happening. I think in order to get it to a level that is um, polished and, 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 and is a little more complicated of a narrative than those one-minute shorts that I see on the uh, Instagram of all these huge influencers, you have to have development. You have to have... Uh, uh, you know, professional storytellers, you have to have writers, you have to have a director, you have to have somebody kind of steering it in the right direction. So ultimately, I think the success of this is dependent on polished filmmakers working with younger, inexperienced ones to create this kind of next frontier. I, I, I personally, I used to think that, um, you know, once Ronnie and I gained some popularity online, I thought, I'm going to see 100 movies like this. No. It, 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 it ultimately... Uh, at the end of the day, needs the the team of experienced uh, filmmakers to work with the younger, um, uh, you know, with the, the, the younger ones. I think. So it's a so it ha- the the whole culture and the ecosystem have to adapt. It can't just be, yeah. you know, one person who's who's seeing it. But probably you're seeing it first anyway. <laughs> Well, we, um, we, yeah, we, we're already seeing that. I mean, that is what we're seeing. What we're seeing on, on, on uh, Instagram is people creating their own exciting content, and it's funny, and it's fun to watch, and it's gaining millions of views, so they don't have any problem getting a, you know, creating content that is popular. It's just that in this particular, what I think is the next phase to bring it to a place where it's an exciting narrative that has legs, that has a serialized feel to it, you need to have uh, a team of professionals or storytellers that you would know how to, um, you know, build on what they're already doing. Right, and the, the does the technology exist now to allow for people to send bits and pieces of story back and around to each other, you know, and then have the story change based on that? It's, it's, I'm, I'm not. I'm not 
100% thing there, question. Oh, in, in other words, the, um, you, you've been talking so much about the chat fiction apps. Um, are people sending bits and pieces of story to each other and then, like, you know, responding to it? And then does the story evolve because of that? Or we're not there yet? Well, I think at the end of the day, when you look at um, uh, chat fiction, a lot of these stories are not that interesting, except for the ones who are probably written by writers who are on payroll who know what they're doing. So, so the, the, seriously, the ones, you know, they, they, what's the saying? Uh, stories never, uh, stories stay the same. It's just the technology that changes. So not right. everyone is a good storyteller. There's a lot of great influencers with phenomenal personalities, and, and they're really compelling, and they can create something really short and funny and interesting to watch. I, I, I meet with these guys all the time. The, the issue is how do you turn that into... Something serialized that has legs, that has a seri- you know, that has a story that is a little more complex than a one-minute quirky joke. Um, and for that, you need character development, and you need act breaks, and you need to understand storytelling. There's a, there's a whole sign to it, and I think that uh, that's ultimately going to be the goal of wh- whoever cracks this. Uh, hopefully, it's my team, or it's a bunch of different teams, and and. Th- to how to kind of take this, how to explore this in the next level. Because um, what we're seeing is almost like a saturation point of so many influences, so much content, and so many uploads, so many things, uh, are not, not a lot of material that quite has the same emotional impact that you see in Ronnie and I. Why is that? Uh, the reason is because I got, to, I got notes from Brian Singer and I got notes from Jane Lynch and I had, Studio head friends of mine take a look at it and give me suggestions. And, and ultimately, it's the professional eye. How, even if it's shot in a very amateurish way, at the end of the day, the storytellers behind it um, knew how to polish it and get it to the, the place where it's at. Right. I, I love that because what you're basically saying is, again, you, need, you, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because you have a great idea and because you're bending and weaving to new tech and new behaviors, you still have to bring professional storytelling ethos to whatever you're doing. Correct. That, that, that's kind of awesome. We're going to take another break in a moment, but I would also love to talk to you about, like, what's turning you on right now? Like, is there um, a new platform? Is there any show? Is there anything that somebody's doing or trends that you're really – curious about because you must look at everything all the time um, in between I, I writing do. and I, I also think there's a, a lot of confusion in the air like there's a lot you know everybody's waiting to see how that uh, uh, in uh, Kattenberg, um, uh, uh project is going to come together and how uh, so I, I think there's a there's a lot of really interesting activity right now but also, our industry is definitely shifting, and because of that, there's old models are going away, there's new models are being introduced, so there's, there's uh, you know, it's a, it's a time of transition, it's exciting. There's a lot, a lot of opportunities for disruptive uh, ideas and material, so yeah, we can definitely talk about that. All right, well, we'll be back in a moment with the fabulous Guy Shalom, my favorite Gingy. And he should be yours as well. <laughs> Very talented writer and director who's exploring new storytelling formats and who's giving us some insights about how this is all really happening. We'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show.
when it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back. We've been talking to Guy Shalom, who is an award-winning filmmaker, writer, director, who um, basically created the very first um, full um, iPhone feature film and is now exploring know, other... Short, short film. <laughs> Say that again? It's a short film. It's a short, it's a short it's film. Short 20 film. minutes long. It's not a feature. In, in my eyes, it's a feature. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're trying to turn it into a feature now. That's actually that's okay. one of the things I can't say. I can't talk about. We're in the process of uh, raising money to to Expand. turn it into the first feature film told from a perspective of a you know the okay. iPhone. And oh, that's great. Okay, so I was accidentally correct. Well, um, one of yes, the things I wanted to ask you about, just because you you are from Israel, and Israel right now is playing such a role um, in the technology world, and when it comes to content. Um, content and tech and how all that's winding together. Is that playing a big influence for you, having a background there? Do you spend a lot of time looking at and going to Israel at all? Well, I, I have to go to Israel uh, once a year or my, my mom will come here and, you know, grab me by the ear and drag me uh, back <laughs> to, the, to the Holy Land. So so I, I have no choice, right? Um <laughs> So I think, um, and, but what was interesting, the last time, and obviously we all know about the, it, Israel being the, uh, a startup superpower. Uh, there's, I think, a book about this called The Startup Nation that describes how incredibly innovative that country has been and how much, uh, it's just, I'm, I'm, I think at some point I read that there's more millionaires per capita in uh, almost every capital in the world in Tel Aviv. So it's a, it's a really interesting, they've gone through a big shift 
because of their, um, you know, really innovative type of thinking. And however, I don't, I, you know, I don't see a lot of content. I, I don't see, you know, they are not developing content. They are developing uh, technology ideas. So um, and and te- just technology in general. So, but but I on my last trip to Israel, I did um, meet with uh, a few technology companies and uh, discuss the possibilities of uh, you know partnering with them on a on an on an app idea that will create original fiction um, in in the style of of the those fictional chat chat apps and. Uh, there's kind of a lot of excitement. I think some of them are connected with Disney now, and Disney is trying to get into the space. So there's, you know, in short, the, the, it's kind of like the wild, wild west right now, and there, there's a lot of activity in the market. We, 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 I don't quite know where this idea is going to end up landing, but uh, it's fun to keep the conversation going with all these uh, potential entities. For sure. Um, what about um, in in the wake of all this technology content discussions what are you seeing that's interesting to you like have you seen anything that's really blown you away lately um that that you're like okay they're doing it right um whoa uh i think that everybody's getting somewhere but nobody is really taking it to the next level it feels like uh instagram has just launched a instagram tv but they're not quite creating anything that is a new format that uh speaks to this that that is you know speaks to this 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 vocabulary to this this new uh, uh, device it, it doesn't it, it, so I, I am seeing interesting there's certainly a lot of interesting um, content out there uh, that I'm responding to but I I'm not seeing any new formats I'm not seeing anything that is uh, uh, um, you know completely revolutionary in its approach and um, I think generally it's because Taking risks is a is a, is a scary thing. I was just going to ask: Go Are ahead. studios and networks being more conservative? Do you think? Uh, well, I, I think studios and networks, uh, as they should, are protecting a model that has worked for them for a very long time. That 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 is. Uh, that you know, the, the, Netflix is in the same business as ABC. At the end of the day, they're they're trying to create traditional television that they can then uh, sell instead of advertisers for it. They can sell uh, subscribers on you know. So it, it, it but it's it's a you know same length, same size, same style of shooting, same style of storytelling, uh, half hours or one hours. And um, yeah, that so that they're 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 creating content in a particular style that has worked for them for many many years. Um, very different than the kind of uh, um, user generated content that you see on YouTube or Instagram. And is that going to eventually translate to changing what the definition of television is? I mean, will television always be high, pre, you know, premium professional content, or can you see it moving in the direction of of um, all this user generated stuff? You know, I wish I could predict the future, but my feeling my feeling is uh, <laughs> short form <laughs> short form will play a big part in the future of storytelling. Um, I think, and I and I think we'll see a lot more of it in the next uh, ten, no less, even like next three to to five years. You know, 
So, are you um, um, are you also looking as a artist? Are you looking at you know immersive technologies too, VR, AR, um, MR, yeah, whatever you want to call it? That it, it, for some reason, uh, VR interests me a little less, mostly because um, it, it, I think VR will ultimately be used. Uh, for practical reasons, you know, there, it will be you know one of those things where like a, a doctor on one side of the world puts a VR set on and is able to perform a surgery on the other side of the world. Um, I think that that's ultimately what VR is going to be good for. Other than like obviously, you know, um, uh, having you know having experiences that you will never be able to have in real in, re- in real life like i've always wanted to go to antarctica but then uh, then i'll go and, and take a journey in the vr world but I, I doubt if it's gonna i doubt if it's going to be um uh used for storytelling mostly because you you almost give the audience too much control oh interesting interesting and there, and there yeah. is that debate, and you and I have talked about this before, because I'm kind of fascinated by, by um, perspectives of folks like you, the, the debate of, can a story be interactive? You know, can narrative be interactive? Can I leave the choice to the audience? You know, and you see all this uh, live immersive theater happening, um, like Sleep No More and what used to be Tony and Tina's Wedding and all these experiences now, including location-based um, entertainment where, you know, you're defining your path, but it's still a narrative. Do you have a a, um, a feeling about that? I Jury's out. I'm still not, you know, it's definitely not for me. I, I, love, um, I love creating narratives with a very specific uh, protagonist with a specific arc, with a spe- specific journey. I, I like to have control over what I feel the audience should be feeling in every scene, every moment, and every part of the journey. Um, and I think that if you give the audience control to look in the other direction, then they might miss the whole point. Like, I can't imagine Wally and I being shot in VR where you don't, if anything, the phone might. The, the approach I had in that film was to get the audience closer to the action, to, to even be more intimate, to even be uh, at times uh, I went for shots that were a little more, um, they were extreme close-ups. Right, so, right, right, right. So, yeah, so, right. so the VR fish eye looking everywhere is not, it kind of takes me out of the, uh, the action a little bit, you know, but... Everybody, everybody has different. Uh, there's definitely a lot of filmmakers. My friend, Neil uh, Kleiser, uh, who directed the original Grease, um, has experimented with VR, and he did a very really, uh, lovely series. Um, and, and I've seen some things that were really compelling in the past, but generally, I think that storytelling will have to hone onto what is the perspective, what is the character, what's their journey, what's their arc. Because else you just have, I don't know. I just it, it feels like else you just you're kind of stabbing in the dark and hoping that the audience is going to have the experience you want them to. Yeah. So it, so it sounds like it would be anarchy to to give it all over. I mean, because then also you know what I see a lot of colleagues of mine doing, especially who work in AI, um, is they um, they create you know a data tree of what the dialogue will be. Um, initially to to sort of um, teach the platform 
you know, how to be. And that there's a lot of AI platforms right now that are writing the script and determining scenes and things like that. And they've, they've had, um, I think Sony or somebody or Disney is experimenting with having an AI engine write a whole script. Um, right. That's, that's fascinating. But then that's yeah. taking away the human, you know, the human touch, uh, you know, writing a script, is not, uh, it's not the same as playing a chess game. Um, right. I think that writing a script is, um, is, you know, there's an, there's an intuitive element to how you develop characters and how you develop a story. Um, and it's evident by a lot of, you know, a lot of movies or a lot of uh, TV shows sometimes not quite being the same. Um, you, you know, it's, it's hard to understand sometimes what works about it when they became a big hit because no studio in town saw the potential in the script or nobody, rec- nobody, you know, it just, it just works. It's, there's a lot of TV shows that just were compelling, interesting. People want to watch them. And it, it came out of the mind of a human being that is purely intuitive. Uh, will a computer be able to do that in the future? Perhaps. But right now I don't think that computers are, computer are a little too um, cerebral or, you know, math- mathematical. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Well, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll, be other, I, I'll be interviewed by a robot. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think um, you know there is a lot of fear fear about um, killer robots, but um, that's a whole other show. But um, one of the things I also think is interesting about you, and maybe we could um, talk about this in our last segment, is and I was amazed at this. I was in a room with you when you were talking to executives, and your sensibility about what um, young people are watching and consuming. And, and, and you're young too, but you also have a, a sense of, you know, what tweens and teens are doing and what their mindset is. And I was fascinated by that, um, you know, how you sort of have your finger on the pulse of all that. So I'd love to hear how you keep up with all this. Like, are you um, going to a lot of trade shows? Are you reading? Are you watching a lot of th- stuff? And maybe a little bit about what people can look out um, in the near future coming from you. So we'll be back in a moment with Guy Shalom, um, our favorite Gingy, who is a um, award-winning director, filmmaker, and writer. And we're going to get a few more insights about the future of storytelling from Guy when we're back in a moment. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. 
Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody, and you've been listening. We've been chatting with Guy Shalom, who is an award-winning filmmaker, director, and writer who's been dropping some insights about how you move through this crazy world with new tech and new behaviors and new business models and how, as an artist, um, what you have to do. And a lot of what you've been talking about, Guy, is building community and culture so that you have real professionals engaged in in exploring these new platforms. How do you do that? How do you build community? Well, how you build, build a community is still a challenge. I think that uh, there's, a, there's people out there, there's influencers who are much better at doing it than I am, uh, who are younger, who have their pulse on what, uh, in fact, those are the people that I'm looking to connect with, to work with, to, to develop uh, uh, content with. And, and uh, you know, for me, what I try to do is I look at the, the various different uh, stories that people do, you know, uh, on Instagram, on Snapchat, and uh, and decipher what is it about this particular style of storytelling that is compelling and authentic. And I take that and try to kind of then apply that to, well, what you, how would you tell a story, a scripted story in that style? And I think that using these two kind of bridging the uh, the, the the world between these two worlds is is uh, you know there's there's a lot to mine here there's a lot there's a lot there that hasn't been fully explored yet um, and yeah so so that's that's definitely my 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 idea is to see what's out what's done out there and how to take it to the next level in terms of compelling and complex uh, narrative and stories. Do you, um, uh, would you like uh, potential technology companies and filmmakers interested in exploring this with, with you to, to reach out to you? How, how do they do that? Um, well, I'm easy, I'm easy to, to find. They can reach out to me through you or uh, my email is, is uh, just my full name, guyshalam at gmail.com. <laughs> and you're the only one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I cannot say that about Lori Schwartz. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of Lori so you, Schwartz out there. You know? There are, but there's only one Lori H. Schwartz. Um, you are also, so you're, you have uh, your URL, guyshalom.com, and then on YouTube, various projects are posted in various spots so people can see Ronnie and I and some other projects that you've been working on, including you mentioned live. 
is is the live trailer anywhere online and what you've been doing with that project? There's a, this conversation we're having with a production company right now about selling live, so I, I we are keeping that under wrap. But if people okay. uh, reach out to me and want to take a look, um, I'd be happy to send them a private link. Great. And is there, um, do you go, you know, is your morning like some auteurs where every day you have a pattern of behavior and you read a certain amount of, twi- you know, Twitter f- feeds or you read a certain book or you always make sure you're at a certain trade show? Is there anything that you do for your own inspiration? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, sometimes well, I, what I like to do is also have a life outside of the digital world. You know, I, I, I meditate and I uh, do yoga and I go into nature. So, but, it, but when I do spend time on my phone, I often find myself uh, just immensely curious by how people um, communicate since the you know emergence of this wonderful and yet incredibly destructive and crazy tool. So, and I think there's a lot of positive and negative that, uh, you know, especially as a storyteller, I think that we have a responsibility to, um, to our audience to, to teach them certain values that you, you know, that, that are, that are good, not just what, you know, there's, 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 especially now in the era of fake news and, Everything is uh, polished and everything is, has a filter on it. I think that, um, it, it, you know, you'll see that in, in my short and, and a couple other things I've done, I, I try to find a lot of innocence. And, and let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give you another example to what I'm very uh, interested in trying to do now. And I've teamed up with a bunch of uh, managers and people in the, in the space of, uh, in, 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 the influence, in the influencer space. Um, uh, back in 2009, and that, that, that people can watch on my site, I uh, was lucky enough to do a, a, a pilot that uh, was optioned by Showtime but never really uh, sold. And we never went on the air. Was, I think it was a little ahead of its time. And I got to work with Paris Sultan and uh, Jamie Presley and a bunch of really, they were almost like early, early influencers. So this was 2008, 2009. And we... Paris, for example, was really uncomfortable with doing anything scripted or semi-scripted. And the way we worked on the pilot um, was to kind of bring as much of her real life into the character and keep it very authentic. And I think that that's key to how we can develop content for influencers who already have a huge following, already have a huge database, already has a you know, uh, a huge market behind them, uh, but to take their stories to the next level in the same way that we did with Rex, and the pilot is called Rex. People are more than welcome to check it out. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very proud of that pilot. I think it's more it's funnier and more relevant today than it was when it was shot. And I do love the way that you also make sure you maintain, you know, a regular life um, as well, and that that feeds the the machine per se. Because a lot of um, oh yeah. A lot of artists go, you know, 100 miles a day, and, you know, their work re- reflects that, I think. Is there any, um, just as a last note, any big trend that's coming coming up soon that you're really fascinated by, you don't know anything about, but you're curious about? Well, I think, I think all eyes are on what Katzenberg's doing. He's the, by far the biggest player who is getting, getting into the mobile, um, and him and Meg Whitten that are, you know, I'm... Uh, uh, um, um, trying to, to find a way to sit down with them. 
that's uh, that's definitely a next step for. But I, I, I think that there's a lot of eyes on what they're doing and uh, interesting anticipation. You know, it's kind of much like Netflix. When Netflix came out, nobody thought that uh, this whole house of cards is going to be a disaster and it's never going to, com- they're never going to be able to compete with network and look what happened. So I think uh, it's, it's uh, what I admire is people in the business who have an eye for trends and what the future is all about. And I think that the advantage to what I'm trying to do is um, we, it doesn't need a lot of money. It doesn't, it's, it, it, it's a, I think in order to create this revolutionary format, you can experiment relatively cheaply compared to uh, what Netflix had to do to compete with networks. So keeping your eye open again, um, looking at mobile is really a, a big um, curiosity for you. What's going to happen there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have been talking to the fabulous Guy Shalom, and it's and you have a website, guyshalom.com, um, where yeah, people updated, can... Yeah, but there's some stuff on it. <laughs> I haven't updated in a couple of years. <laughs> but just Google him. He's too busy to update his website. <laughs> um, and keep your eye open for the fiction chats that you were talking about and just what's happening um, you know, in video, in mobile devices, and hopefully... We'll, we'll all be hearing um, more about what you're doing. And are you um, blogging or tweeting or doing anything like that? Do you have an Instagram um, account people can follow? I, I, do, I do have an Instagram account. I try to keep it private. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super, I, don't, I, keep, I, I keep a low profile. For some reason, I, I, I love the idea of working with famous people, but I myself kind of like to have a private life. <laughs> so I think that uh, I... I, I allow the uh, my my partners and my uh, actors to go on the red carpet while I sneak in behind to the theater because um, it's more fun that way. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> All right. Well, you didn't hear today's <laughs> interview from Guy Shalom, <laughs> but just a little taste into into new formats and storytelling to the exciting world of mobile and the importance of the shape of the screen as well, and just all these wonderful new uh, technology opportunities and new consumer behaviors. But as you've been saying, Guy, all, all hour long, that we still need professional writers, directors, filmmakers to jump into this new stuff, that it's not going to happen magically without that community. And if you're out there doing really interesting things, reach out to Guy. Guy wants to, to hear from you and to, uh, to wrap you into his magical world, right? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Uh, I love to hear from especially creative people or, or, you know, certainly still looking for investors for one of the companies I'm involved with. We're, we're happy to talk to anyone who's uh, in this space or, or recognize its potential. So. That's great. Well, this has been Laurie H. Schwartz, your tech cat, chatting with Guy Shalom, award-winning filmmaker, writer, and director, hearing about the latest in new platforms and content. And we'll be back next week with hopefully another insightful interview. So much fun talking to you, Guy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. I appreciate it, Lauren. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 